what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right. How's it going, everyone? It's been it's been a minute or two or two weeks, but we're back. We didn't go we're anywhere. We, we're, we're still around and we're 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 back. That's all I we're have gonna, to say. We're going to keep doing this and we're going to keep releasing it. And there's nothing you can do to stop us. We're like John Cena, especially like 2012 John Cena. Like we always kick out. It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you drop our head on the concrete. It doesn't matter. We'll kick out it too. It's fine. Now we might kick out two weeks later, but we will kick out. Right, right. Eventually. That's what matters. And uh, this is the last time we're probably going to record not in person more than oh, likely geez. so yeah we're gonna have to work that out aren't we You're yeah that back here yeah i'll be heading back to atlanta and i say that because we're recording two weeks worth of episodes and so <laughs> we're gonna have one today and then we'll the next one we record later today you'll hear next week but um and so, yeah, then after that, I'll be back home, so we might miss a week with that, but then, well, yeah, we'll probably try and do them in person after that, but I don't see why we wouldn't keep doing them, so we'll we'll <laughs> we'll figure something out, but anyway, because we won't be that far away from each other. I mean, we'll certainly be closer than we are now. That's uh, a little bit, true. yeah. That's just a bit. Slightly, just, yeah, just a tad, but anyway. Uh, so, I actually, my topic for this week, I did over two weeks ago and had it all ready to go and then <laughs> and then got sick like the day before great and it, like i literally did it on saturday two weeks ago and then we were going to record sunday and i got sick and missed like two baseball games and and i'm still not a hundred percent over it two weeks later and yeah so that's why we haven't had episodes for two weeks it was a combination of that and then just timing on top of that, and it just, it happens. But <laughs> anyway, um, as far as current events go, I don't care. I've watched zero wrestling. I Look, I know, I hear, like, I follow things on Twitter enough where I mm-hmm. have a vague idea of stuff, and then I hear, oh, this match was good, and then I just am like, I don't care about anything right now. I, WWE could be the best thing ever, and I still wouldn't care right now. I'm just in this mode where I just... Don't care. I watched most of Fighter of uh, Fight for the Fallen, AEW. So still haven't finished it yet. Probably won't. To be perfectly yeah, it's, honest, um, it's fine. It's pretty much a house show. I mean, it's good, but like, yeah, it's not, yeah. you know, it was fine. I watched the first half, and I I wanted to keep watching, and uh, I I forgot why I I couldn't at when I was yeah. first watching it. I couldn't, and then you know, it's sometimes it's tough to go back and finish stuff if you don't just get it done. When you're watching, I do. It, and that happens. I do to me. know that, especially when I'm not really into watching <laughs> no, wrestling at the care. moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of just waiting for like t- TV to start with AEW. That's kind of where I am mm-hmm. right now. Right, and, and I right. I have no vision of when I'm going to care about WWE again. I'm sure it'll happen. It always comes back around at some point, but as of right now, there there's nothing good they could. I mean, it has nothing to do with how good or not good. I just don't care. So, right. I mean, it's I'm trying to think the good thing about like being off for two weeks is so much has happened that like for current events purposes, it might as well be nothing happened. Like, but but at the same time, not really extreme anything rules happened. has happened. Heard, yeah. But even though it's been two weeks and extreme rules and fight for the fall and all these things have happened, mm-hmm. nothing really has happened. I mean, that's kind of wrestling, though, especially wrestling in the summer. Like, that's where we are right now. Yeah, it's like this month. I mean, this month is the time to do it, honestly. True. The next pay-per-view is SummerSlam. Yeah. That's the one of like sort of of consequence. I'm trying to think. See, here's the thing. Extreme Rules was on and I was like, oh, this is a pretty good looking card. But I was watching Stranger Things that weekend. Like That was my weekend. I set aside to do that. Yeah. And I just I watch it in like two shotgun blasts. Right. Like Four (laughs) episodes one day. (laughs) I watched it all at once. On an right, entire on bus, bus ride right? back, yeah. An eight-hour yeah. bus ride, I got through all of it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't want to do that because I find 
too much longer than like four hours kind of diminishes my enjoyment, my attention oh, span. Sure. sure. I didn't have a choice. And so it was that Sunday night. I was like, I can't watch this during the week. I just don't want to. <laughs> I can either watch four hours of Stranger Things tonight or watch like what's probably going to be a mediocre to pretty good wrestling pay-per-view. Right. Yeah, that's going to be Stranger Things for me. Yeah, so I apparently did people on Twitter liked it and said it was a good show. And I was like, OK, good. I still don't care and I'm not going to watch it. I heard it was good. Uh, Bailey retained, so I liked it. That's how that goes. Um, what else happened? Brock's champion again, and then right, Seth's yeah. challenging. Yeah, sure, whatever. That'll I'll, be, I'll that'll watch be a pretty solid little show. Like I'll, can... I'll watch SummerSlam. Like I yeah. will. I just will. I don't care if yeah. I even want to. I'm still. I mean, I'm gonna watch SummerSlam. <laughs> it's just the way it is. I just there's certain things that I I will watch, and that's one of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll probably got, watch that I mean, together. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That we'll and All Out. Back. We I'm need to, to we think... need to watch All Out as well. Uh, trying to think, when is it? All Out is the 31st of August, right? I, something like that. And SummerSlam is probably is the week that, before. That sounds right. I, I don't mean, care. It'll, it's coming August, at some point. Yeah. August 31st is the first day of college football, and that's kind of that's oh, going to be my yeah, whole that's day. True. So I'm not saying I won't that's watch true. AEW because I like their last few shows, and All Out's going to be cool, but like, eh, that's going to be on the second screen. You know what I mean? That's yeah. But Harris, you and I well. both know the first week of college football is by far one of the worst weeks of football. No, the in first history. week is when they. The second week is the bad week now because the first week is when they have all the special kickoff. But games. there's only like two of them, and they're always at the end of the day, and everything right. else is exactly. a bunch of garbage matches. Well, all out's not going to air at two in the afternoon. Is that's it? that's a good point. That's a fair point. That, that's good anyway, 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 um, doesn't see. matter. The point is, there's not really any current events for us to talk about. No. Um. So Raw yeah, reunions coming out the day this airs. That's the episode of Raw. So you know, Stone Cold will show up. Yeah, Stunner I, somebody I probably still, Shane. I still don't care. There's gonna be like a moment where Stone Cold and Kevin Owens both stunner someone at the same time. That'll be sure. fun. Sure. Trying to see. This is the new game we should play. It's just can we guess exactly what's going to happen on Raw? There's going to be a mixed tag match. There's going to be, uh, let's see, somebody gets arrested and then they come back later. <laughs> I think that happened. Um, Harris, I don't care. Let's get going. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're trying to speed it along <laughs> and I'm still just running my mouth. Moving on. What you got, Mark? Anyway, got so I had to kind of re-go over my notes because I did this two weeks ago. But right. we're going to start June 30th, 1985. Okay, we're throwing it back. Not really. Uh, that's just uh, when this guy was born. His dang, name... Dang it! <laughs> I was about to be like, ooh, all right, vintage. What do we got? No, no, no. Cody Garrett Runnels was born in Marietta, Georgia, June 30th, 1985. Woo. His father had a decent uh, professional wrestling career. Uh, you may have heard of him. Yeah, he, he beat people up for a living, talked to crowds and with a microphone, stuff like that. Well, uh, eventually, you know, this, this guy would join the family business, and he would do the same. But, okay, you know, forget it. Enough of that. We're talking about Cody Rhodes, and... Uh, <laughs> Mark's in a hurry. <laughs> and the, the best, and this is, this is, to me, the best, but also kind of strangest WWE gimmick he ever had, in a way. So, in June of, of uh, 2010, Cody had become a singles wrestler after a long stint with Legacy... And he debuted a new character called Dashing Cody Rhodes. Now, this was a heel character that claimed he was the most attractive person in WWE. He would use vignettes to provide grooming tips for the nasty WWE fans. Think like, you know, Andy Kaufman, but not Andy Kaufman. Right. Uh, not nearly as good. Fans well, were not threatening is. to burn down USA Studios with right. these, with these um, vignettes. Right. I'm kind of pick. I, I think of uh, Damien Sandow, except instead of being intelligent, it's being handsome. Well, funny thing enough, they ended up being a tag team not too long after this. <laughs> oh, so. yes. I forgot about this. So that's funny that you say that, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, all right. I didn't mean to. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the tag team at all? Or? No. They were called the Rhodes Scholars. It's yes. amazing. That's the best <laughs> tag team name of all time. It's pretty good. It's pretty Incredible. good. Incredible. So, you know, the, the character was fine, but nothing very, you know, nothing really memorable or anything. Uh, just right. kind of a basic heel. 
And it didn't end up lasting very long, because in January of 2011, he had a match with Rey Mysterio, and Rey hit him in the face with a 619 with his exposed knee brace, and broke Cody's nose for real. And, like, in the process of the match, Cody Rhodes is the one who exposed his knee brace as he was, like, working on his leg. And mm. then he got hit in the face with it, with the 619. And, um, and again, like, I've heard from many things that it was he legitimately broke his nose. But this seems almost too perfect of a situation for it to have actually been legitimate. But I've, I've heard that it is. But, again, I don't 100% know. Uh, so anyway, he gets hit, he's writhing around, holding his nose after losing the match, he's just holding his face, doctors come out and, and are checking on him, and that's kind of how that segment ends, and he's off TV for several weeks, and apparently had facial reconstructive surgery, and then declared he was no longer dashing, because his face has now been destroyed. So on the February 18th edition of SmackDown... Uh, it's the 600th episode of SmackDown. We finally hear from Cody. Now, he had had successful facial reconstructive surgery, but he has to wear like a protective clear mask, you know, like basketball players wear. Right. I was about to say, I've seen that before. It's always basketball players. Right. It really is. Yeah. And so he talks about a lot of things about opportunities he's lost and how it's Ray's fault and stuff like that. And I just want to play this, like, this is the first time we hear Cody Rhodes speak after after this, this incident from the SmackDown. So I'm going to play a little bit of this. Do you get some sort of sick joy from introducing me like that, Todd? The world can't see the pain I've endured. It's a backstage segment with Cody anguish. Rhodes. There's no point. It's not fair to them. Yeah. My operation was a success. But what about my opportunities for success? They've been destroyed. While other superstars like Rey Mysterio are on the road to WrestleMania, my journey has been stalled before it could even get started. All because of some, some mask. It's not important. I shouldn't badmouth Ray, it's a step backwards. I'm ten times the professional he ever could hope to be. I came here instead to announce that my doctors have cleared me for travel. Which means next week on SmackDown, I have a very important announcement for the WWE Universe. Thank you, Todd. That's all I have to say. And now the way it's lit is it's like in a back, cor- like a corner, not like the normal backstage segments with the TV monitor and lights and everything. It's in like this corner and it's all shadow. His face is mostly covered in shadow and the camera has like a super close up of like the just the side of his face. So it's kind of an interesting look. And this hmm. is the first taste of this new Cody Rhodes that we get. Can I... um? Can I say what I'm picturing in my mind right now? Sure. Kind of getting some Phantom of the Opera vibes right now. Yeah, a little bit. I think that might be intentional because I know where this is going. Maybe a little bit. But, uh, so anyway, and then at the end of the segment, he cu- he throws his hands across his face and, and walks <clears throat> off into the back. Now, the next week, Ray has a match with Kane. Well, then Dusty comes out. And says he and he starts apologizing for his son's behavior and wants him to come out and apologize to Ray. Now, this is before Cody has gotten to say anything. And he made this big deal in this promo we just listened to where he's going to come out and say stuff. Well, now his dad comes out, basically steals all the thunder and momentum that he had. Right. So Cody comes out. He's wearing a suit now and the mask. And he looks super uncomfortable just with what he's wearing and everything slowly kind of walks out of the ring and he asks Dusty why he's out here and that everyone is staring at him. So he's just super self-conscious, like standing in the ring. Yeah. And he can't believe that Dusty wants him to apologize to the man that did this to him and that he had to miss out on the Royal Rumble and the Elimination Chamber because of Ray. Dusty 
talks about the missed opportunities Cody had done and stuff like that. And he eventually, Cody eventually apologizes to Ray and then, of course, attacks him. Obviously. With help from Dusty, which is a little (laughs) little different there. Uh, Cody just goes to town on him. He just goes to town and he ends up ripping his mask off and takes it with him. So the next week he comes out and he's still apprehensive and asking people not to look at him and covering his face with his hands and his promos are so good at this point. Like they're so good. He says how much he enjoyed inflicting pain on Ray and he challenges him to a match at WrestleMania in March. Thank you. WWE not the week before, not a week and a half before, like almost a month before. Jeez. I don't know why they they just don't get it anyway. <laughs> and uh, he promises that he's going to remove the mask of Ray and expose him on the biggest, you know, the biggest stage at WrestleMania. And the acting by Cody Rhodes during this is just so good. Like this like tortured, mentally broken person who thinks he's ugly when he was once beautiful is just so well done. Like just the little subtleties of his mannerisms the whole time he's talking and just the, the like uncomfortableness that he portray, like he just exudes is just, it's really well done. Right. Cody is a phenomenal character actor. Like yes, I, he is. this kind of stuff, I'm not as familiar with it as you are. And I haven't done all the research, obviously I've seen some of it. And I, it's so fun to watch him. And it like when he was stardust too, like that should never have yeah. worked. Mm-mm. But he makes it work because of the little details. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like that's what his current character in AEW is kind of missing because he's just yeah. Cody Rhodes and he's kind of an arrogant, like, corporate suit-wearing heel. And that's fine. He does it well. But it's weird. But it's his those, whole character's the, weird to me right now because he's not a heel unless he's in the ring and then he's a heel, but then he's out of the right. ring and he's not a heel again. And it's kind of confusing, but right. And it's too simple for him. You know what I mean? I like yeah. this stuff. I like the stuff where it's a little weird, where he has a little more to sink his teeth into. Cause he's so good at it. When you give him something like really good to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, even the few, I know he, cause he's been, he was on arrow for a handful of episodes over the past few seasons like two or three and he's even right. good in that. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. Definitely a good character actor. So on March 11th, Cody finally has his first match back. Now the, the interesting part is you can tell that this character is still evolving because he mm-hmm. still has his dashing music and he's still mm-hmm. just coming out in a suit. Like he doesn't have any ring gear. He's just coming out in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny for this match. Sign guy is in the front row. With a, uh, I don't know if, do you know who Sign Guy is? Is he the guy with like the really long handwritten signs that like aren't elaborate? They're just like really weird and witty. Well, he's also, he wears like a blue button up and a red hat. And he was at like almost every WWE show for like, I don't know, 15 or 20 years. Like a long time. Okay, so like face guy sort of. Like the guy with the face t-shirt. Yeah, but, yeah, but different. Right, um, a different guy, but like similar, kind of recognizable. Okay, okay, and he would always have guy? a bunch of signs. He always had a bunch of signs for almost every character, like every show he was at. And mm-hmm. so he's got a sign, and it says "Face Buster" with Cody's head pasted on a Ghostbusters logo, <laughs> which I loved, and That's fantastic. I thought that was great. So Cody squashes JTG. I don't know if you remember him. You remember Crime Time? I. I've heard of Crime Time. Now, this is long before your time. Doing, I, I've logged that. That's on my list. <laughs> but JTG, I literally only know because like when I got into wrestling, I was buying old wrestling games for the PS2, and right. he was on it. Yeah, Basically yeah, yeah. serving that exact role where you're just like, wait, who is this guy? It doesn't matter. He's yeah. bad. Uh, so anyway, and, and in the match, he uses his mask as a weapon, like headbutting, like headbutting Excellent. multiple times. Oh, that's great. Ray has a match later, and after his match, Cody comes out and asks Ray for an answer to his challenge from from uh, from the, the previous w- uh, week, and Ray accepts. So now they're on for WrestleMania. The next week, his new theme is introduced, and uh, so I'm going to do this right here. Th- this is his dashing Cody Rhodes theme. All right, so th- this is his dashing Cody Rhodes theme. Oh, you're only smoking me up. Oh, you're only 
Like, it's, it's, you know, pretty basic WWE theme from, like, 2009, 10, 11, you know, that, that period. Right. Pretty right. basic. Well, then he finally got updated music, and it was this. Now, it's the exact same song, but down an octave and slower, which I think is awesome. Yeah, that's and it sounds like scratchier, too, like it's a little distorted. Yeah, but I just love, I love the idea that it's the same theme, but just Absolutely. darker and uh, like, I, I like, I just like that idea. I think it's smart. Yeah, that is really cool. So and I like the theme anyway. I think it sounds cool. So that that's what he would come up to. And like the the uh, the way WWE used to have it is there was a big screen. You know, there was the big Titan Tron, and then they had just started doing kind of LED things everywhere on yeah. the, on the stage. And so it would be you know the their uh, the Titan Tron thing, and then there'd be other stuff on the other screens that were kind of around it and it would always have like newspaper clippings like old looking newspaper clippings i would have like in big bold letters like grotesque and stuff like that <laughs> all on it with like cody rhodes's face like oh, old awesome. like, like he's the elephant man yeah 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 yeah. exactly exactly and so and is that paired with this music and the way cody would come to the ring it like the character's taking shape and it's awesome he comes out uh with this and 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 uh battles trent beretta who's now a big deal with AEW, and um, it's the same, it, it, and he squashes him, squashes him again, um, and he, he comes down this time not in, in a suit, but with like a black towel draped over his head, hiding his mm-hmm. face like like a hood. But as mm-hmm. soon as the bell rings, he just like explodes and just destroys Trent Beretta, and again using his mask as a weapon. And the announcers are doing a good job of like portraying Cody as a bitter self as like bitter and self-conscious and even, and even sometimes sympathetic person with like the stuff that he's going through. So they do a pretty good job with that as well. Right. And, um, and now in doing research, I I found a bleacher report article from that time that made a really cool observation comparing the undashing Cody Rhodes to mankind. Yeah. Because, like, he's out of it like Mankind does, like, coming to the ring, like, kind of schizophrenic, kind of mumbling to himself and hiding his face and things like that. But then when the bell rings, he just turns on and just destroys people. Like, his Yeah, he can go. So, that's a, it, I never even had thought of that. And then as soon as I heard that, I was like, yes, yes, that's a very good. Yeah, that's perfect. I didn't think about that either. And And, like, both characters kind of are conveying a feeling of, like, being in pain. In, like, their interviews and the tortured characters. Now, this is, like, original Mankind. I'm talking about 1997 into 98 Mankind. Not, like, later Mankind, when it kind of became just Mick Foley with a mask. Um, Right, but I think that's the thing about characters like that, is you can push them in different directions. Like, it's... It's a heel thing right now. You know, right. like he's he's got all this pain inside. He's lashing out. He's not a good guy, but you get why he is the way he is a little bit. Right. But also it doesn't take that much to sort of pivot that. And it could have been a baby face thing, just like it was, you know, like Mankind kind of did become Mick Foley. But that's part of the yeah. act of making him a baby face. You know what I mean? It doesn't require that big of a twist. You know, what makes the character work in one direction makes it work the other direction, too. That's really yeah. cool. I, I, I just love the organic, natural buildup of this character. You start yeah. with a guy who's this cocky, arrogant, good-looking heel that his whole identity is based on his looks. You get his face destroyed. It's put back together, and he looks fine. But right. it mentally, it shatters his whole vision of himself, and then he becomes this character who is trying to basically in like put out everything he feels on everyone else Mm -hmm. and it's just it's such a natural arc it all worked so well and you never see this done anymore i was gonna say character driven storytelling in a wrestling program that like makes sense logically yeah anyway (laughs) i'm gonna start getting mad if i start thinking that too much go figure i know right who would have thought that would work clearly not anyone wwe in the past 
10 years. But anyway, um, they end up hitting, they get one about every year, every year or two. They have a good character based story arc. <laughs> maybe, maybe if we're lucky. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, now we get to WrestleMania 27, which, you know, what was so special about that one, Harris? Uh, that's the one with the greatest match of all time Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole. It's also the one you were at, which is, yep. I think, what you're getting at. This that is, is what I was getting series at. And things Mark had to witness live or got to witness in this case, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, yeah, we've mentioned WrestleMania 27 a handful of times and there's a good reason for that. It's because that was like height of my WWE watching in mm-hmm. that like tooth. Basically I started watching WWE weekly, probably in late 2008, somewhere in 2008. And then in like 2009, 10, 11, like all that I've watched weekly all the mm-hmm. time. But anyway, so, yes, I was at that one. And Cody takes on Rey Mysterio. He comes out with a new... And this is actually the first time he comes out with a new Titantron, which has, like, the old-style newspaper clippings depicting him as disfigured and grotesque and stuff like that. This is the mm-hmm. first time we actually see that. And uh, and he also has a new ring jacket with, like, a huge hood on it, uh, which, again, hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So... We've also been at peak heel Michael Cole this whole time. Which Boy, have we. We did an episode on. I apologize. <laughs> Good grief. It's one of the worst things in all of wrestling. And, and okay, this is why, sidebar, the reason why this, and we, again, we had talked about all this in the episode, and you can look that up in our archives. I think it's called, Can I Have Your Attention, Please? Yeah. And... The, the thing that made that so much worse than almost anything else in wrestling is it was a part of every second of every show. Right. There was no you, break. He right, was just always this thing. Wrestling is always, like, even WWE now, like, there's always at least one or two characters that you're sort of interested in, and there's people you don't care about, but, yeah. like, if a segment's on and you don't like it, you just change the channel for a sure. minute until your guy's back on. You couldn't escape heel Michael Cole because no. he was literally talking to you. And that's one of the best things about being week. at this WrestleMania is you don't <laughs> you hear the hear announcers. Uh, but it's hard to watch any of the matches back up until the uh, the Jerry Lawler-Michael Cole match because after that, Michael Cole's gone for the rest of the show. Right. But up until then, he's a part of everything. And so he's... He's announcing this match, and it's hard to watch. And I'm sure he spends most of the match hyping his own match, doesn't he? Right, yes, and just being that awful character, which, and again, there's good heel, and there's turn the channel heel, and anyway, anyway, that's enough of that. So Ray comes out dressed as Captain America, which is pretty cool. Um, the match is pretty good match, pretty pretty solid match. It's maybe not necessarily a WrestleMania feeling match, but it's mm-hmm. a go- it's a good it's a really good match. It's sound. There's story there. You know, there's character moments. It has everything you need for a good match. They have decent amount of time. I think it's probably twelve to fifteen minutes long, somewhere in that stretch. Maybe a little bit longer. So you know, it's not they don't have to rush through things, and um. It's it's one of the three best matches on the show for sure. The show that there's not a lot of great matches. It's it's definitely mm-hmm. one of the one of the top ones. Probably that one. Obviously Undertaker, Triple H, and then probably CM Punk, Randy Orton. Those are probably the three best matches on the show. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so there's some good spots. One is when Cody has Ray up um, on the turnbuckle. He climbs up the second rope and then picks him up in a vertical suplex and just holds him there for like. 30 seconds before dropping him on the mat. Uh, that's always I awesome. love when they do that. It's a great spot. It really is. Uh, Ray does a head scissors into the ring, like on, like into the ring apron on the outside, which is pretty cool. Like he jumps out of the ring, does a head scissors on Cody Rhodes, slamming his head into the ring apron, which is pretty cool. Uh, at one point, Cole is talking about how ruthless Ray is. And now he'll probably try and rip off the mask and it's expose Cody's hideous face to the world. Because, again, <laughs> heel Michael Cole. This is one of the best moments ever. Jerry Lawler, there's a pause for a second. And then Lawler responds with, Cole, the mask is see-through already. 
Yes! I was just, I was about to ask because I've seen the character. I was like, wait, isn't it a clear map? That's lovely. And oh, Cole man. has no response. What a great, man, even a stop clock is right twice a day, you know? that's you, just... you can see him like try for a second to think of something and then just let it go because he can't think of no, no response to that. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Which is pretty great. That was, okay, this, pause. This is kind of unrelated. But I just want to talk about it because one of those moments happened this week on Raw, and it was delightful. So you can cut this out, or you guys can just listen to a little of that version. You know, so the 24-7 title, uh, Drake Maverick had it. He was finally on his honeymoon with his wife. Right. He was very attitude era E. Like, he was very excited to consummate the marriage. Sure. Except he was naked except for the 24-7 title, which he wouldn't stop wearing. <laughs> <clears throat> And then R-Truth came running out. What you need to do, Mark, is just watch everything that happened with the 24-7 title for the last three weeks because that's been great. R-Truth sneaks out from underneath like the drink cart that they got room service from, does a roll-up, like a schoolboy roll-up on the bed, wins the title, rips it off of him. Drake Maverick like dives on, you know, like hides his nakedness right. and R-Truth runs away with the title. And they cut back to the commentary team and they're all just staring at the camera like... <laughs> what what did i just what <laughs> and michael cole was like well that was certainly an unusual thing we just saw and Corey's like i would have utilized the small package and then renee just breaks <laughs> on camera like she just cracks up <laughs> and michael That's cole good. is like but enough of this and like moves on and it's the it's this weird like little 10 seconds of the twilight zone where like <laughs> the illusion is shattered and all three of them are just like why do we do this <laughs> I have a question about this. Yeah. Who was Drake Maverick hiding from? Our truth. No, uh, like, but after he ripped the title off of his naked body, who is he hiding oh, well, from? We, the camera, I believe. Like oh, the so millions like, and millions watching at home. So why was the camera there for Drake Maverick and his wife to? Oh, uh, well, presumably because we were about to see that happen. I mean, we'd been oh. following them like. All night, so it could just be like, you know, WWE cameramen, like, being vigilant, as they often are. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like they're checking in. And mm -hmm. here he is, checking in. What's going on with the champ right now? And now they're in their room. Yeah, the cameraman probably shouldn't have been in their room. <laughs> but, you know, this is WWE. When has that ever stopped anyone? Okay. I, I was just I was just wondering. Um, anyway. Well, there's a moment right at the beginning where Corey says, oh, yeah, I, I pay to see stuff like this on my phone all the time. And everybody was like, Corey Graves, why are you like this? Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so back to the match. Rey Mysterio and Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Um, mm -hmm. Cody, again, takes off Rey's knee brace, going after his surgically repaired knee. Because, you know, Rey's had about 45 surgeries on his knee. Yep. And, uh, but then Rey hits a big moonsault, and then Rey takes off Cody's mask. So, Gasp. you know, he's he's beating him at his own game. Ray dumps him into the ropes and hits a 619 on the exposed face of Cody. So this that's a big deal with a surgically repaired face. And yeah. uh, Ray goes to the top to hit his splash, which he was using as his final thing. But Cody counters. Ray then puts on the mask and headbutts Cody with his own mask. And, <laughs> and then he hits a diving headbutt with it on Cody. But then Cody kicks out just at two. He then slides out of the ring. Cody slides out of the ring, and Ray gives the mask back to the ref. And then as he dives out towards Cody, Cody picks up the knee brace that was on the floor and just destroys Ray across the head with the knee brace as he, like, tries oh. to dive out. And it looks Jeez. brutal. Like, it is loud. Yeah. And then uh, he then hits the crossroads, and Cody Rhodes gets the win, beats Ray Mysterio at, uh, at WrestleMania. What? It's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, big big win for Cody. He then, he then covers his face and grabs the mask again and is holding it up against his face as he leaves. So, mm -hmm. again, as soon as the bell goes off, he's, like, right back to, like, schizophrenic, right. self-conscious uh, Cody Rhodes. Now, the feud, of course, would not end here. It needs it's to keep going. another theme from WrestleMania 27. The good thing is it's not like, oh, we're starting the feud at WrestleMania, which is just one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes it leads to good moments, but ultimately it just is annoying. But <laughs> sometimes it leads to a coal miners glove match. Not at WrestleMania, but sure. No, no, um, later. I'm... Anyway. Sorry, never mind. 
Okay, so they would uh, continue to battle over the next several weeks, Ray and Cody, but on April 22nd, Cody added yet another brilliant element to his character. Now, they're in England for SmackDown, and he comes to the ring to kick off you know, the show, and he has three assistants with him coming out with a shopping cart. He then grabs the mask, and I'm going to play this promo. Now, it's a little bit long, and I kept trying to be like, all right, where should I start this so that it may be in that long? And then I kept going back farther, and I'm like, I'm just going to play pretty much this whole promo because it's amazing. Perfect. So, And he's adding a whole new element to the character. My mask is for protection and protection only. Whereas Rey Mysterio wears a mask because he is hiding something. He is hiding his fears. He is hiding his loathing thoughts for all of you. And he's hiding because Rey Mysterio is ashamed of himself, and he should be. But in a matter of speaking, you all are wearing masks as well. And under the brim of this cowl, I can see through your mask. I can see in your face your envy of me. I can see in all your faces that look of despair knowing that your lives are miserable. I mean, this is peak heel. You know, the sick thing, the real sick thing, is that as bad as it may be for you, you all hope it's worse for your neighbor. You all hope it's worse for your friends, for your family. I bet that you can't even stand to look at them, and I don't blame you. But, but tonight, I offer a remedy at my expense. Now he pulls out a paper bag with eye holes and a mouth hole you cut You see in. this? This, this is a paper bag. Assistance, assist me, hand these out to all of these people. Please, gentlemen, hand them out. Everyone is clamoring to get one. Hurry. Obviously. They all want them, they all need them. These guys are going all out there climbing into the crowd to give them to people. I want you to cover your faces. These paper bags will cover your lying eyes. <laughs> they won't, there's holes in it. <laughs> Those blackheads protruding from your proboscis. <laughs> they will cover your rotten and fetid teeth. And I want you to cover your face until hopefully I am drafted off of this show. <laughs> or at least cover your face. 
until I defeat, like I did at WrestleMania, Rey Mysterio tonight. Okay, so that was a little long, but it's amazing. I mean, this, if you could, like, write out a perfect, like, heel promo that, like, hits every base, this is def- this would be one of them. Yeah, 100%. And all of it's done well. Even the cheap heat and everything, it's all done well and with a purpose past just getting the cheap reactions. And it's something that, like, you, you're, he's not losing his heat, but it still gets the crowd, like, excited because they want a paper right. bag. That's yeah, such a do. weird, fun twist, even though he's insulting you while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we all know wrestling fans are all stupid. We're all stupid. And we all only care. A lot care. of us are ugly, too. To yeah, yeah. Fair. A lot of us are ugly. <laughs> and all we care about is being a part of the show. That's all that it matters. Yeah. And that's exactly what this does. And then it's even a two-way street. Because now we can be like, see? All of you understand. And they all get it. And I'm right mm-hmm. about everything. Because look at this. They all want to put them on. They all willingly are put. Like, it's, it's just perfect. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Okay, I have a question that's going to take us slightly off topic, but I think it'll be fine. Well, we do that all the time, so that's fine. That's true. It's actually, I mean, it's sort of related to the moment at hand. What is the best cheap heat that you've ever seen? Like, the best moment where they just (sighs) destroy Hmm. a crowd, whether you're in it or not? I have two answers, one that I was at and one that I wasn't. Oh, man, I I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. I've been watching wrestling too long. That's to, fair. I, I, that's fair. That's every single heel over the past twenty years. Almost every time they talk, so I'm not really. Sh- I'm not sure. Right. It's rare that anything stands out. This is this is okay. one of the best ones, though. Oh, a hundred percent. This one's brilliant. So I have two. One, the first. It was the first RAW I ever went to, which is why I remember it because this sure. is the first time that like I experienced it. Right, and it kind of sticks in your brain. But that's the fun thing about being a wrestling fan is you get to go and you get to be a part of the show. And every week when you're watching live and they throw out that line about how much, you know, the hometown sucks, you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. That's cheap. That's lazy. But if oh, you're in wait, that hold city, on. I do have you, one. I do have one that, that you okay. probably are thinking. Of okay. Too, but anyway, well, when you're in that city, when you grew up there, it gets you every time. It and does, it's so man. Fun. And you always sit there on TV and you're just like, oh, well, um, they just they say it every time. Who cares? And then you're there and you're like, wait a minute. No, I like the Braves. Yes, that's the one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Where, like, it was Rusev, and it was when Rusev was like classic, like version 1.0 Rusev is the evil Russian heel. And Lana comes out there, and she's like, Rusev will eliminate the competition faster than the Atlanta Braves are eliminated from the playoffs every year. <laughs> and it was like John Mulaney. I was like, no, that's a thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> <laughs> You're that like, I know great. exactly what you're doing, and I don't care. That made me really mad. It was brilliant. And it's the same thing when everyone comes out and it's like, how's it going, Atlanta? How's it going? Love you. And you're like, yeah, they say it everywhere, and who cares? But every time you're like, yes! What That's the city the we're in. The other one was when Elias almost yeah. started a riot because yep. he was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, no wonder you don't have a basketball team anymore. Mm-hmm. And people lost their they minds. Did. Just derailed the whole segment. That is it the biggest incredible. reaction I've ever seen to a stupid sports team heat thing ever. Yeah. Ever. It was incredible. It, the best part of that whole segment is Kevin Owens and Elias looking at each other being like, we're like 40 minutes over time. What do we do now? <laughs> yeah. There's a moment because he just he does that every night and he's so good at it. But he, it was like a tsunami. Like, he just realized what he had done. Like, he set off an avalanche, and he wasn't trying to. And they both are just like, well. That was more successful than we thought. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we're done now, right? We just leave. We did it. Yeah, it was It was pretty great. Those anyway, are incredible. So, this, the, this is becoming a big part of the character, handing out the uh, paper bags. But anyway, so they're going to have a match on the show because, you know, they're in England, so it they got to do something big. But anyway, so uh, Ray comes out, and they have a match, and Ray ends up sneaking a pin for the win. I think it's a Falls Count Anywhere match, and it goes on for a while. It's a, it's a fine match, good SmackDown match. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, classic WWE. Cody then beats him up afterwards. 
Right, got to get that heat back. Right, and uh, even going into the crowd to do so, and he finishes by slamming a paper bag on his face, of course. They wrestle again at Extreme Rules in a Falls... Oh, no, this is the Falls Count Anywhere match. And uh, Ray ends up winning this time. uh, But the pin happened in the ring. Like, there was no point of the Falls Count Anywhere stipulation. Like, I think they were outside of the ring for um, a couple minutes, and that was it. I don't even think there was any weapons. Like, there was no reason to have the stipulation, and the pin happened in the ring. It was very bizarre. But anyway, so of course, Ray has to get his win back, but they gave Cody the win at WrestleMania, which is the one that really matters. But So anyway, Cody would continue to hand out bags when he would come out to talk, and fans always just ate it up. I mean, they're going nuts for these things, as as I, I would too. Um, <laughs> so he had a few f- different things going on over the next few months. He reunited with Ted DiBiase. And he was in the Money in the Bank match at Money in the Bank, but on August 12th, and then of course, you know what that Money in the Bank was. That yeah, boy, do I. Interview. Yeah, 2011, uh, kind of a mm. big deal. Mm. But on uh, August 12th, he reached a, a landmark because he took on Ezekiel Jackson, which is a name I totally forgot about till I went through this. And then I was like, oh yeah, I remember him. And this was for the Intercontinental title with Ted DiBiase in his corner. Again, giving out the bags before the match, which is great. Rhodes ends up using the mask, and and Ted helps distract Ezekiel Jackson as well, and Cody hits the crossroads and gets the pin and wins the Intercontinental title, which was his first ever singles title in the WWE. Oh, wow. So, big deal there for Cody. And uh, so that's in August, and the next week, Cody and Ted confront new world champ Randy Orton, which makes Mm. sense because legacy, of course. And oh, yeah. Cody talks about how times have now changed, and he's also a champ. They're no longer the lackeys for, for Randy Orton and everything, and it's a pretty good promo. And then, of course, it ends with with uh, Randy Orton RKO and Ted DiBiase. Of course. Uh, of course. Uh, the next week, Ted takes on Orton in a match. Uh, Orton ends up winning, and Cody is now fed up with Ted and attacks him, which sets up a match, a night of champions between the two for the IC title. It's actually a pretty decent match between Orton and Ted. They, they actually, Orton actually gives him a little bit, so that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but before this happens, that's going to happen in a few weeks at Night of Champions, their, their IC title match. But before that, Cody takes on Randy Orton in the main event of, a, of a SmackDown on September 9th. Orton wins with an RKO, but then on Raw the following Monday, because now they've started doing the Super Shows through all this summer, mm. basically like now, where there's no yeah. distinction between anything, and yeah. it sucks. But um, anyway... So on Raw that Monday, they have a rematch, and Cody gets the win after Orton was distracted by Mark Henry, which was the feud going on at the time for the title. Uh. And Cody then hit him with the hit him with the mask and hits the crossroads uh, to get the win. At Night of Champions, it doesn't matter. Cody defeats Ted to retain the IC title, and it, it doesn't matter. Um, but now, Cody has a feud with Randy going, which they've been setting up, and and it's been getting heated. So on September 23rd, in an episode of SmackDown, they they go at it, and Orton just takes out his frustration on Cody Rhodes, just beating him down. He eventually whacks Cody in the face with his own mask and gets DQ'd, so Cody wins the match. He keeps attacking him, though, afterwards, and then destroys him with the ring bell out by the announcer's table and just busts him open. Like, busts open the side of his head. And the announcer's... Don't mention it at all, and the camera is completely hiding Cody Rhodes the entire time. Like, the stupidity of WWE knows no bounds than with their no-blood thing to the effect of we will basically ignore our own show (laughs) to not mention it. Like, all you see is Randy Orton and his fists flailing off screen. Like, they literally just will not show Cody Rhodes! The announcers don't mention a thing. There's blood gushing everywhere. Randy Orton is covered in blood. The table is covered in blood. It's it's like the most <laughs> frustrating thing I've ever seen. I, I understand why that's frustrating, and I agree with you, but it is a very hilarious description of the show, just ignoring their own show suddenly. Oh. Just cutting away. Stop, just stop talking about it. It doesn't make any sense. You're, it's like Vince McMahon. It's like the same way Vince McMahon decided that having matches during a commercial break was a bad idea because right. if it were really sports, then anything could happen. 
And instead of just like occasionally having someone get pinned during the commercial break, which is like a thing that would make sense. Right. He just says, no, we're never going to wrestle on commercial breaks. So every match on the show is two out of three falls. It's such a dumb solution to a problem. Like, Yep. Just address it, you know? Don't pretend it's not there. It's now, very weird. what started it was, uh, uh, WCW was the, was the, they started that, the uh, cutting to commercial during the matches. Right. Which is dumb, if you really think about it, to ever do that. But I get why they did it. It was to keep people watching. But at the same time, there would be pins off screen sometimes. Like, it yeah. would ha- which as stupid as that is, if that's the way you're going to do it, it makes sense. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, play it straight, because you know what doesn't make sense? When two guys who we know can wrestle 25, 30-minute matches, if not longer, on a weekly basis, all of a sudden are just randomly having 10-minute matches Mm -hmm. every week. Yeah. Like, a switch just flipped, and they both got way better at wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, we're playing 2K with the finishers preloaded, you know? So everybody starts the match with five finishers. Yeah, one of my favorite things about AEW already is the fact that they do time limit by with yeah. every match and then constantly keep track of it. I yeah, it, love that. It's such a nice little detail. It's not hard to do, but it just makes it feel so much better. Yeah, and also time limit draws, which is such a huge part of wrestling and as a sport makes all the sense in the world. And it's another card like to play in your storytelling. So it's a, you don't it's a whole other finish. In a double count out or interference. It's a you whole know? other finish. It's a, there's a whole other option yep. to, to do. And again, like yep. the the uh, fighter fest, Cody Rhodes and uh, Darby Allen match ends with a time limit draw away. And it's just, it, I just I love that. I, I think it's a lost it's it's a lost thing. But anyway. Uh, so that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Them just ignoring <laughs> their own show because there was blood. Uh, Cody defends the IC title over the next couple of weeks. He's, he wins all, all of them, obviously. But the next big step for Cody Rhodes was at Hell in a Cell in October. And he provided probably his biggest contribution to the WWE. Definitely one of them. Because Cody comes out with his assistants, which he calls them his baggers. <laughs> and uh, he has the IC title, of course. And he says the current IC title should be put to rest. So he drops it in a paper bag. And one of his baggers hands him another velvet bag. And inside is the new IC title, which is the classic IC title with a white strap, which is what we've had ever since. It's a great title. It's a beautiful title. And the crowd pops huge. And he says he's going to wear it with more pride than any of the legends that held it before. So quickly turn it around and get his heat back after the crowd gets a big pop. Then Johnny Ace comes out and says he's because this is the whole thing with that going on with Johnny Ace being in charge of everything and again we've talked a lot about 2011 a lot about 2011 I mean Zack Ryder a lot of stuff happened in in this year but anyway so he of course comes out everyone hates him because he's boring and stupid and (laughs) he says that Cody's gonna have a match right now against John Morrison which is a very non-heel thing to do when you yeah. do that to the heel, which is a little weird, but but it's honestly so much worse because it, then it's like it's more annoying that the heel isn't even being a good heel. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, just, yeah. it makes it seem like they're trying to glom onto someone else's success. That is true, and that that was part of the character for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but Cody ends up getting the win and retains the the title. So through the month of October, he continues a feud with Randy Orton. He costs him the world title. On multiple occasions, um, he attacks him during a match with Mark Henry and after hits him with a crossroads and bags him. And that sets <laughs> up a match between the two at Vengeance, the next pay-per-view. So they battle at Vengeance, and this is another big moment for Cody, who's gotten a huge character push over the past year. Yeah, clearly. And, you know, uh, inching up towards that main event that main event slot. Mm-hmm. And he now gets a pay-per-view match against Orton, who's been in the world title picture and on and off world champion over the past few months. And he's still using the mask at this point. And Cole always points out that the mask has been approved by the board of directors and is legal. Hmm. He mentions it in every single match, which is pretty funny that it would still be approved like a year later. But, and and, uh, whoever the other announcer always mentions that. But anyway, that's uh, a nice nod to detail in a world where, like, nobody's ever brought up that Roman Reigns is wearing a flak jacket during yeah. <laughs> every wrestling match. Right. 
Hey, no, that's a fair point. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Rhodes controls much of the first half of the match. He's kind of dismantling Orton and uh, doing well. But then the momentum shifts when he goes for a big moonsault, comes up short. Orton then has some offense for a little while, but Cody does hit the moonsault a little bit later. But Orton, of course, eventually hits an RKO and gets the win, which is just a huge mistake. And I can't for the life of me figure out why that happens. Because at this point, Cody needs another staple win. He got the IC title, but hasn't really had another big win in a couple of months against like a top guy. And I don't know why they didn't give him the win here. Because it, it didn't help. It doesn't help Randy at all. He's already doing yep. other stuff. So I just don't. Ah, that's just that was a just seems like a huge miss, especially in hindsight. Um, yeah. They end up concluding the feud with a street fight on the November fourth episode of SmackDown. Near the end of the match, Cody tries to use the mask as a weapon, but Orton takes it and eventually just whacks Cody with it. And Orton then hits an RKO and wins again. So now it's like very apparent that Cody is being like shut down and not moving towards the main event. Like he's been yeah. growing all the time, and now it's clearly he's not anymore. And afterwards, mm-hmm. Orton's finds a bag, then bags Cody, and then he finds the mask and like cracks it on the outside. And then a week later on Raw. Cody shows back up this time without the mask and claims Orton set him free. And that was the end of the mask gimmick pretty much. And pretty much the end of Cody Rhodes as a relevant competitor in WWE in more ways than one pretty much from there on. I mean, that, that this was peak W this was peak Cody Rhodes. This, this undashing masked version was, was the top was pretty much the biggest Cody Rhodes was going to get. And again, he had a bunch of stuff after this. I mean, we, I mean, there was the Road Scholars thing. He did a, the mustache gimmick for a while when he grew this terrible-looking caterpillar I, mustache. and I forgot about the mustache. Did that for a while. Uh, just a bunch of mid-card things of him just trying to get over with stuff. And some of it working fine because, you know, right. he's always good. And so he's always going to put on good good matches and, and, and have good promos and stuff. But... Didn't really get anything, and then of course we had the Stardust thing, which, to be honest, could have been an episode in and of itself, and that was what it was, and that led to Cody leaving WWE. But this was kind of the—I think this was this was really the time where it was like, okay, this is kind of the next guy, and then it wasn't. Yeah, through no fault of Cody at all, right. That's see, I never watched this. I I know a little about the gimmick and I kind of knew this about Cody, even as he was stardust, you know, people are saying, I wish they'd let him be Cody Rhodes again. Remember when he did the shattered thing, like that was really cool, you know, stuff like that. But you just, I, that's been my entire impression of him is he's the guy who's really talented, can make a lot of stuff work. And the WWE has clearly decided is just a mid card guy. And that will yep. never change. I mean, yep. maybe, you know, he'll come back in a few years and that'll have changed. But nothing he could do to – there was nothing he could do to change that. Right. You know, he's the – he and Rusev are the two that I think of where they say, you know, it just exposes like the the problem with the system and the problem people have with WWE, which is they say, well, yeah, you know, we have writers and we have gimmicks, but it's up to the wrestlers. They have to grab the brass ring and get over on their own. And then you have something like this where he gets super over with this, you know, undashing Cody Rhodes thing. Or I think of Rusev, like with Rusev Day and how everyone mm-hmm. loved that. Right. And then they say, no, 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 but not like that. And they just let it die. And it's never like a big dramatic moment. It's just a fizzle. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's these great mid-card talents who make it work because they're just that charismatic and they're that clever. And nothing's ever done with him, and it's a shame. Yeah, Zack Ryder, too. Yeah, Zack Ryder, add him to the list. The I only mean, thing with Zack Ryder is at least at they, gave him, they gave him the big like title win. So that, mm-hmm. that was the one thing where I guess that was good. But even still, it just died after that. Right. I'm yeah. sure there's way more if we oh, sit here talking about that for hours. But that's the... You just wish that they would play their hot hand a little bit more. Like Damian Sandow was another guy one. Let us keep wrestling's all about the climb. That's yeah. the thing. That's why NXT is so good because it's always up. It's always in a sense up the card, mm-hmm. and then they're done. You don't have people getting stale holding the title for ten years. 
and then pretending they're going to go back to UFC and then holding the title <laughs> for even longer. You know what I mean? That's why it works. Like, yeah. just give us, in a set, if you're constantly pushing somebody up the card, it's fun to watch. But yeah. they're never going to do that. No, probably not. Not till, uh, I don't know, something something happens differently. But <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's the story of... Uh, Cody Rhodes and the undashing mask gimmick, which again, again, I've been going through a stretch of where I'm like, you know what? We've been doing for a year and whatever that we've been doing this show. We've pretty much, it's all negative for the most part, because again, Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the weird things, maybe some things that people don't know a ton about. And that's more often than not the bad things than the good things. Cause especially if it's WWE and it's a good thing, you're going to probably hear about it a lot. Right. So that that's they'll that's, certainly tell you. Right. Exactly. So that that's one of the biggest reasons. But, uh, you know, also there's good weird things that have happened. So, you know, that's why I did the Zack Ryder one a few weeks ago, and and that's why I wanted to do this one as well because I was like, it's a little, it's a weird gimmick, very you know, different, bizarre, but it was good and it was fun and it was well done. So that's the story yeah. of a. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I need to watch some more of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's good stuff. And again, the promos are just fantastic. Like this is right. this is the best Cody Rhodes ever ever been in my opinion and that and I I count that even to like now as far as just impressive yeah, promos. And again, it's cuz it has that character element to it where there's not the same level even now even though he's you know, he's on the on top now and and all the great stuff that's been going on, and that's where you see it in like you know th- that's where that's why Pete Cody Rhodes is after Double or Nothing and his match with Gold Dust with Dustin, where then you know he does the promo at the end. Those are the moments that Cody is the best at emotional moments, whether it's because he's playing a bizarre disfigured character. Or he's talking to his older brother who he just beat to a bloody pulp. Yep. Like, that's where he is the best. And again, it's the emotion that comes out of it, which is the same. And it's because of who it's because that, that's exactly what Dusty was. It was all about the emotion that comes out of it. Ric Flair, all about the emotion that comes. I mean, that's the best promo is when there's something real, real or a real feeling that's being portrayed by one or both of the people. No matter how bizarre it is. And so yeah. that's that's yeah. that's the best. So anyway. Absolutely. Any uh, final thoughts, Harris? No, I think we nailed it. Yeah. I think we sort of wrapped this one up pretty decently, actually. Because normally we just kind of stumble into the finish line like a WWE <laughs> gimmick. But That's very true. So anyway... I don't have a David Arquette segment, if that's what oh, anyone was okay. waiting I was for. I, after th- again, I've been just kind of away from most of the stuff for a while, so I don't know. I, don't I know, know during doing. Fight for the Fallen, uh, we tweeted at behind <laughs> underscore gorilla. Give us a follow. Retweet. We tweeted, sign David Arquette, you cowards, at Cody Rhodes, at AEW, hashtag Fight for the Fallen. Yeah. And somebody replied... Only if he does death matches. Only death matches. <laughs> and David Arquette did not reply to our tweet, but he liked that second tweet. So uh, <laughs> he's definitely interested. David Arquette to AEW confirmed. He's going to fight John Moxley. It's going to be great. It's going to be in a first one to uh, tear off a pound of flesh of the other match. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I kind of hope. I mean, obviously, I don't want him to get hurt because I love him and he's our patron saint and everything beautiful about the wacky world of pro wrestling. Of course. But it would be amazing if David Arquette, he didn't just retire like he literally wrote himself out of wrestling. Like David Arquette, the pro wrestler, is just thrown into a trash compactor or something and never seen again. And that's how he leaves. Just some ridiculous (laughs) like soap opera. This is how he's getting written off. That would actually be really funny. Yeah. Not so. with a bang, not with a whimper, but with a bang, you know? Go out strong. Go out swinging. I agree. I agree. Let John Moxley hit you in the face with a shovel. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And then bury you. <laughs> Literally. Outside, Literally. Outside the arena. 
You get it? It's it's a wrestling term. <laughs> All right, good segment. Anyway, good segment. speaking of that, go and follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. We follow back all wrestling people, so uh, do that. Follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand, and I'm at Harris Wilson. So you can do that as well. Um, if you follow me, you're basically just going to be getting all baseball tweets for the most part, because all my other tweets go from the wrestling account. All my wrestling tweets. Anyway, uh, yeah, go and go back and listen to our other podcasts. Uh, you can find it on our podcast website, which there's a link on the Twitter page, or you can find it on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or Spotify or pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, it, they're up and there. Hmm. We've got a good little 2011 suite going on at this point, so if you're looking for something good, yeah, I recommend the Zack Ryder show. That's a lot of fun. That's some yeah. fun stuff to go back and watch. If you just want to hate yourself a little bit, then you can listen to the Michael Cole episode because mm-hmm. yeah. we had to watch all that stuff and talk <laughs> about it, so you should too. That's my only real defense for that. That's fair. Yeah. But there's plenty of options, you know? we yeah, got something for everyone. Yeah, 2011 was a big year, at least for me in wrestling, for sure. So, yeah, go and yeah. check some of those out. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. Thanks so much for listening. Um, again, I'm uh, I'm Mark, and I'm Harris. Have a great rest of your week.